and there we go. So welcome to another panic attack with Big John. I am Big John. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm going to talk a little of everything tonight. And follow me on Getter, Twitter, and Truth Social at the real underscore Big John. Also, like, share, subscribe, leave comments where you can. And we'll see you after I light up. It's the holiday season, and Santa is checking his list to see who is naughty or nice. And I'm kind of feeling guilty, so I wrote a song. <laughs> the lifting up and Lego blocks are what I desire. All right, so the biggest news story of this week or any week are the Twitter files, the dumps Twitter has been having since Elon Musk took over and took over the headquarters. He's working there full time right now. And the news of that is everywhere, so I don't need to delve real deep into it. But what is happening, they are finding that the Department of Homeland Security, which I was in favor of after 9-11, but I think it's outstate its use now, obviously. Uh, it was to protect us from terrorism. We already had an FBI and a CIA for the same purpose, but we were all worried after 9-11 and a, a series of laws were passed. Nonetheless, now it's fact proven that People within the Department of Homeland Security and FBI were meeting with uh, officials at Twitter, telling them to be prepared for propaganda, be prepared for hacked information to be leaked, uh, Russian influence, uh, all that. You can find that about the Twitter files by looking at Matt Taibbi and his whole thing uh, and several other Twitter users. But this is one huge media platform, social media platform, or just a media platform that was influenced by government agencies to act in a certain way. How many times 
have government agencies, FBI, CIA, NSA, all of them told a media platform to do things this way or suggested wink, wink, nudge, nudge, do this a certain way, watch out for this. And these government groups went along with it, or these media groups go along with it. Uh, in the 70s, I think it was, there were the church hearings which had nothing to do with going to church. That was the name of, pardon me, I want you to hear this. The church hearings, it was the name of the person uh, in charge of the hearings, Senator Church. The CIA said that they have people that write articles they then give the articles to journalists. This was when the media was print and television. It was newspapers, magazines, and TV. And they outright said, yes, we have people that write professional articles and distribute those to journalists, and then the journalists publish it under their name. So this has gone on for a long time. How many interactions with media companies did our government have to influence the outcomes of elections and so on and so forth? That's the big question. We know the FBI spied on Trump's 2016 campaign. Probably spied on 2020 also. I mean, why would they quit while they were ahead? Um, but we know the Steele dossier was faked, made up by the FBI given to Senator John McCain to leak to the media. <laughs> uh, why would they quit there? Sorry, I'm fixing my glasses as I'm recording. So how far does it go? How deep does it go? How deep do, does the government's influence over our, what we think the outcome of elections, and everything in between, go. There's the real question for you. How much do we let them get away with this? Let's face it. You know I'm biased. 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 Biased, biased, anyhow, however you want to pronunciate it. We got a guy named Donald Trump who says that in 2024, he will fire up to 20,000 and some government bureaucrats. 
these are people that sometimes work to justify their budget, their purpose, just to keep their job. No, there's nothing wrong with wanting to keep your job, but just do a good job. Don't influence the outcome of an election because you need certain people to win election to keep certain government projects, certain wars, all these things going just to justify your existence. But anyhow, so for the next couple weeks, it is a good time to be a college football fan. It's college football's version of March Madness. Uh, it's called Bowl Week. And I counted today. There are 42 bowl games going to be played between December 16th uh, and the first week of January. They go past January 1st. There used to be about six bowl games, and you, you'd have to stack two, three, four TV sets in your living room and to watch them all. Um, and just going to a bowl game for a college team was a, a big deal. Now there are 42. The first one on the, the list is the Bahamas Bowl. I watched this a couple years ago. There were more players on the field than there were people in the stands. Uh, it, it's an advertising gimmick for a lot of comp a lot of places, companies, so on and so forth. Uh, and I don't know why the Bahamas needs to advertise more. It's always a, already a huge touristy destination. Did I write anything else now? I wrote down on here somewhere. Well, uh, in this bowl madness, there are now so many bowl games. You never heard of the most of you have never heard of the middle uh, mid American athletic conference as it is. But until a few years ago, you never heard of these schools going to a bowl game. <laughs> now there are six MAC schools. We call it the MAC, Mid-American Athletic Conference. There are six MAC schools going to bowl games out of the 42 bowls. I wish my alma mater, Kent State, would have went to one, but oh well. Uh... 42 bowl games. Here's what you probably don't know. Now they're referred to as uh, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Uh, when Nokia was the big cell phone company, it was the Nokia Sugar Bowl. Like, why is there this funny word in front of the name Sugar Bowl? The Sugar Bowl used to be sponsored by the sugar farmers. 
The Orange Bowl was sponsored by the Citrus Farmers. Uh, and then these games became such a big deal uh, that the bowl games had name value, but the money they didn't. The citrus farmers, like for example, that did the orange bowl, they couldn't afford to continue to put on the bowl game, so they turned over the name to whatever company wanted to sponsor it. And the cotton bowl, the same thing. It was sponsored by the cotton farmers in Texas. And it was always played at a stadium called the Cotton Bowl. And same thing, the Orange Bowl. I think University of Miami, you, I know they used the Orange Bowl. But I think the stadium was originally built just for the Orange Bowl. Nothing else. And then the University of Miami moved into it once they got big enough in football. But anyhow, it's amazing these bowl games that have always been a big deal. The Rose Bowl, the original bowl game, you know, in Southern California, uh, played in the Rose Bowl Stadium, which is still there. Uh, it is still has no other name but the Rose Bowl. It's the only one. And probably because it's in Hollywood, California, and they have enough money to do that. But it's just crazy. The first uh, college football playoff, of course, was won by Ohio State. Uh, in 2014, you had Oregon at number two beat Florida State 59-20. to I forgot who the fourth team was in that year's playoff. That's how, I mean, Florida State was lucky to somehow be number three that year. That's strange, and they haven't been close since. Ohio State was fourth. They beat Alabama 42-35 to in the uh, semifinals. Uh, and then Ohio State beat Oregon 42-20 to uh, in, the, in the final, the championship game. Uh, the highest scoring playoff game since they started a playoff in 2014 was the Rose Bowl, granddaddy of them all. Uh, Georgia barely beat Oklahoma 54-48 in double overtime. So that brings us to the present. Who's going to win this year's College Bowl? college playoff you had Ohio State Georgia <laughs> two teams I can't remember TCU and Michigan everybody's looking for a Michigan Ohio State rematch uh, I don't think we're going to get that but we'll see uh, I'm predicting Ohio State TCU in the final I doubt that's going to happen but Hey, anything can happen in college football. So lastly on my list, uh, Time Magazine named its Person of the Year. 
and and it's an interesting historic note. This has always been known as Time Magazine Man of the Year, and rarely has a woman ever won this award, but the year that she did, whoever it was, I assume a woman's won this at some point. She was called the Woman of the Year. But now we have to call it the Person of the Year. Whatever makes you happy. Nobody cares anymore. So, uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is this year's Time Magazine Person of the Year. water tastes good. <laughs> I don't know why they named him person of the year. Uh, he's his country's fending off Russia. Let's see here. Why is Zelensky person of the year? I typed that in all bass backwards. Three days ago, Al Jazeera, I don't want to read Al Jazeera's reason. Al, Al Jazeera is the first thing to pop up on the, the search. Why wouldn't Time Magazine be? All right, let's see if we can find Time Mag, time.com, okay. Vladimir Zelensky, Times 2022 Person of the Year. Read about the people who represent the spirit of Ukraine in the second part of Times Person of the Year coverage. So he represents the spirit of Ukraine. That's why he won the award. Uh, let's see here. Well, I'm not going to get into all that, but Volodymyr Zelensky is Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Uh, the beginning of this year, yeah, he was a hero. It looked like he was this great, tough warrior that was going to—he has stayed in the country uh, to fight it out with his countrymen and women, but— um, he's also had time to do Vanity Fair photo shoots. Is this a war or what? Is this a, is this a war or is this a wag the dog? <laughs> okay, but let's look at the runners up first off to this year's Time Magazine Person of the Year. I forget where I got this information, but this these were... The people who are also in consideration. Gun control advocates. Just a broad group of people. Gun control advocates. Why? What have they done? What did they do this year that was significant? Nothing that I can think of. Uh, for anything... 
when you look at stopping mass shootings, we've seen a couple of cases where uh, legal, law-abiding, armed citizens with guns have stopped mass shootings. So, but the Time magazine couldn't publish that. You know, a law-abiding citizen shooting an armed gunman out to kill people, person of the year, that they just wouldn't do that. Z. G. Peng, the president of China. Why? Why? Is it the oppression? Is it the abuse of his people? Uh, is it slavery in China? Uyghur Muslim slaves from the Uyghur section of China? Why would that person be in consideration for time person of the year? Tell me. We just had an incident in China where uh, they're, they're going for a zero zip, not a nilch. This is zero, by the way. See my fingers shaped in the shape of an O? Doesn't mean anything else. And if you do this and you don't say zero, this means okay. Uh, but what has Z G Peng done for the world this year to make put him in consideration for man of the year? If Time magazine wanted to shock the world. Find an unknown person that sacrifices of themselves to help another human being. Gee, wouldn't that be a person of the year and inspiration? <sighs> ay, 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 ay. Uh, and oh, I started to talk about the recent incident in China and the zero COVID policy. And then I got off track because it went like this. Uh, they had an incident in China where people were locked in the apartment building because somebody or some bodies tested positive for COVID. The building caught on fire and a lot of people or maybe nobody escaped. And there are protests and riots going on in China right now over their COVID lockdowns because China, the president of China demands a zero COVID policy. Their policy is no one in the country can test positive for COVID-19 before we will end the restrictions and lockdowns. So anytime somebody in China tests positive, they and anyone they've been in contact with is locked down. And that's someone who was considered for man of the year. Uh, the last person I heard who was on the list for consideration was Ron DeSantis. He's a token. That's all there is to it. They've got Zelensky... They've got Xi Jinping, gun control nuts, 
And hey, we'll throw Ron DeSantis in there to appease the, the, the Republicans that read our magazine. Uh, some other infamous or notorious people, well, infamous and notorious are the same thing, almost. Anyways, people that have been Time Magazine Person of the Year. 1939 and 1942, Joseph Stalin. Now, we look back in history and we know Stalin killed millions of people in Russia. Well, he didn't personally, but through the Chinese Party and K or Chinese Party, Communist Party and KGB, they killed millions of political enemies. Well, let's look at this. According to Wikipedia, Time Magazine points out that controversial figures such as Adolf Hitler, 1938, Joseph Stalin, 1939, and, and 1942, Nikita Khrushchev, 1957, that might be the most normal person on this list, and Ayatollah Khomeini, 1979, have also been granted for their impact on events. Uh, now, let's see here. This is from Time Magazine. Uh, it's content.time.com. Uh, let's see here. Joseph Stalin, 39 and 42. On the death of Lenin in 1924... Joseph Stalin took control of the Soviet so, uh, Soviet Union. I started to say Soviet Socialist Republics. Uh, anyways. Instituting policies of nationalization and agricultural collectivism that uh, fomented civil war. So he stayed off. He kept them from going into civil war. Famine as well as cultivating a cult of personality. So he kept them from going into civil war and famine. So I guess that wasn't too bad considering the things that he did post-World War II. Uh, but what he did post-World War II, obviously, they did not endorse him for. Uh, Stalin it says, quote, Stalin has gone a long way toward defining himself while alive. No flattery to his transplant. No complaint to broad for him. He became the fountain of all socialist wisdom. And that was written January 1st, 1940, after he won his first Time Magazine Man of the Year Award. Uh, then it goes on to talk about his, uh, now this was written in present day, Stalin established his reign of terror that included mass arrest, executions, and deportations. He also rallied his troops to beat back a German invasion in the bloodiest fight of World War II. Uh, at his death in 1953, there was a mass outpouring of grief 
Uh, and then it took him from 1953 to 1956 to make Nikita Khrushchev. Oh, okay. In 1956, his successor, Nikita Khrushchev, denounced him as a murderer. But it says here on Time Magazine's own website, twice Time Man of the Year, 39 and 42. Uh, we all know Hitler was a Time Magazine Man of the Year. I am not going to say a nice thing about that son of a bitch. So I'm not even going to read Time Magazine's justification for for him being Man of the Year. Um, another one that's interesting, controversial, uh, it and should have been controversial then, uh, a politically active Shiite clerk, Ayatollah Khomeini, 1979, Time Magazine Man of the Year. Outspoken critic of the Shah of Iran's Western influenced policies. He was influenced. Okay, so the Shah was America's puppet in Iran. Why would Amer an American magazine go against our guy? The Shah was letting women dress like American women in Iran. God forbid giving them rights. So, uh, Ayatollah Khomeini was exiled to Iraq for 14 years before moving to France, where he continued his opposition. By January 1979, public anger with the Shah caused him to flee. And a month later, Khomeini returned from exile. By April, he had established a theocracy based on strict adherence to Islamic law, which is the same Islamic law that they are protesting in Iran now, which is causing women to be beaten to death and their homes burned to the ground. Uh... It goes on to say that with his support, students seized the U.S. Embassy in Tehran on November 4, 1979, held 52 Americans hostage for 444 days. In 1980, a dispute with Iraq became an eight-year holy war that cost the two countries more than a million lives. He remains a powerful symbol to Iranians even after his death in 1989. Rarely so important, uh, or pardon me, rarely has so implorable of a leader shaken the world, said Time, said Time in naming him Man of the Year for 1979. That was 1 7 1980, they wrote that. So. Clearly, controversy creates cash, so the more controversial of a person they can put on the cover of their magazine to get you to pick it up and say, well, why the hell did they name this guy Man of the Year or Person of the Year is the reason why they do this. 
Uh, so that's that. Thank you guys again. It's been a while since I've been able to podcast and record. So uh, God bless you. See you next time. Pray for each other. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Until next panic attack. See you later. I get this crap off my screen. I'll turn the sound up and play Christmas music for you. It's a classic Ray Stevens song. Santa Claus is watching you. If you think about it, something real quick. He sees you when he's, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Doesn't that make Santa a little creepy? Anyways, back to Ray Stevens. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs>